plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, power partners and party partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. And I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. I'm broadcasting from the San Francisco Bay Area. And I hope to uh, seed and stimulate and support space for positive, meaningful conversations around your patio party that you might be having for today. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And you can find out more about Be The Star You Are by going to bethestarur.org. And Be The Star You Are will be participating in the Pear and Wine Festival coming up in September. And you can sponsor if you would like. So visit the website. This was written by Max Tegmark. There's no better guarantee of failure than convincing yourself that success is impossible and therefore never even trying. Well, how true is that? Well, let me tell you what our show is going to be about today. It is one of the hottest summers on record, and how do you keep yourself hydrated and safe from the heat? That's going to be what we'll talk about in our segment one, because I want you to take precautions, because heat exhaustion and heat stroke can be life-threatening. In segment two, we're going to go into the garden, and we're going to talk about shade, because it seems like to be the theme this week. Most shade-loving plants are understory plants that grow under the forest or jungle canopy, and trees are the anchors of any shade garden. So I will give you a list of ground covers, shrubs, perennials, herbs, and annuals to create a restful shade garden. And finally, relationships are valuable, but sometimes in business, a favorite client leaves your business for whatever reason. But As a business uh, owner or someone who just wants to not burn any bridges, you want to make sure the relationship remains positive and amicable because you never know. People will come back. And that's, uh, that's what we always want, right? I'll be back. So can your heart stand the heat it has really been a hot summer of uh, in so many states. I mean, and as we're witnessing with fires, I mean, it seems to be, um, <laughs> it, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's a crazy, crazy year. I mean, floods in Kentucky, life-threatening, not life-threatening, actually killing people. It's been so devastating. And then all these fires in California and Washington and and, uh, New Mexico and other states, it's either fire and water, but it has been so hot. So how do you keep your cool during the hottest months? I mean, it really is the peak of summer right now. And if you walk outside on the sidewalk, they just feel like they're sizzling. And if you're in a building with air conditioning, as soon as you walk outside, you think, oh, I'm in like an oven. And you can't even remember um, 
feeling cold enough in the winter that you had a coat. You look in your closet. I was just reorganizing my closet and I saw all these, you know, the winter coats and the and the winter hats. And I was like, wow, um, that seems like a long way away. away. So whether you love the heat or you merely tolerate it, extremes of temperature can be very hard on your heart. And if you have heart disease, you might need to adjust the amount of time that you spend in the heat and take measures to keep your body cooler. Because if you don't, it could result in heat exhaustion or heat stroke. And that can lead to a heart attack or it can even lead to death. Because as um, a heart response to heat depends not only on the exterior temperature, but on the humidity level and also how much physical activity you are doing and whether you are staying hydrated. And that is so important. There's no single temperature threshold that we can say that doctors would say that um, the heat becomes dangerous because every individual is different. But something that you need to know is that seniors are more vulnerable and where that age is, I'm not exactly sure, but it causes older people, um, you know, to not even know when they need hydration because hot weather causes everyone to perspire. And as air blows across our damp skin, we feel cooler. And then that actually drops our internal temperature. So sweating causes fluid levels in the body to drop which normally makes us feel thirsty, and that's our signal. It's time to replace the lost fluid before we become dehydrated. But as you age, the body loses its response to dehydration. And so according to doctors, that thirst trigger isn't as strong. And the problem can be really complicated because um, in seniors especially, who intentionally avoid adequate fluid intake because they want to go to uh, the bathroom less often. So when lost fluid is not replaced, it's really easy to become overheated. And that triggers a very dangerous cascade of events. So what happens is first the blood is directed away from the internal organs towards the skin in an effort to cool the body's core. And then as your fluid levels drop, then your blood pressure drops. Then the heart and lungs make these really crazy efforts to restore the blood pressure, but with insufficient blood flow, they begin to fail. And then as the body fluids run out, the sweating stops, and then cardiovascular problems could occur. Now, and if you're taking uh, certain medications, um, that can also aggregate and uh, aggravate the body's negative response to heat by accelerating dehydration. And those would include things like diuretics that might be taken for hypertension or um, beta blockers or calcium channel blockers, um, enzyme inhibitors, and angiotensin receptor blockers. So you have to be really, really careful. When it's warm outside, you have to be mindful of extreme temperatures and you have to be very mindful of high humidity. You can stay safe in hot weather, but you got to come, you know, practice common sense. Uh, here are a few things that you really need to do. Stay in the shade whenever possible and go ahead and take some frequent breaks in air conditioning. Now, if you don't have air conditionings, 
you want to go into a cooler place somehow. So delay going outside until the temperature and humidity levels drop. And always wear sunscreen, wear a hat, and wear clothes made of light, breathable fabrics. Everyone needs to drink at least 64 ounces of fluid a day, and it's preferable if that is cold water. And you need to avoid caffeinated beverages and alcohol because both of those are dehydrating. And if you don't often feel thirsty, um, you know, you might want to set an alarm. Yeah, you could set something on your cell phone that tells you to drink because you need to really rehydrate on a regular basis. For me, I just keep a big uh, glass of water with me all the time. And when I'm working in the garden, I have a flask of water that has a little bit of lemon juice in it. And I just keep filling it. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm just constantly drinking because just in case that you don't feel it. Today was warm here in California. Uh, in my area of California, it was like maybe 95, uh, dry 95. But I, I do remember I just feeling like, oh, I need more water. I need more water. So I've been drinking a lot of water today. Now, if you've experienced any symptoms of heat exhaustion, you have to stop what you're doing, move into a colder space, drink cold water. Uh, if you have air conditioning, get into it. And if you don't feel better after one hour, if you feel like, you know, um, hazy or dizzy or any of that, then you need to call 911. And if you experience any symptom of heat stroke, have someone call 911 immediately. Most cases of heat exhaustion and heat stroke can be avoided by just staying hydrated. And if your fluid intake is, res is restricted by some condition that you have, like um, chronic kidney disease or heart failure, talk to your doctor. You might be allowed to expand your fluid intake during the hottest months. And you need to know, uh, you need to talk to your doctor because everybody's individual on this. Now, here are some uh, symptoms of heat intolerance. So you can just be alert. Now, the first signs that you're heading for trouble are those of heat exhaustion. And these include, if you start feeling lightheaded, that's happened to me while I've been working in the garden. And I know I have to, you know, get in the shade and sit down and drink water right away. If you feel dizzy, especially if you are sitting and then you get up, if you feel just overwhelmingly tired, a fatigue, if you start um, sweating profusely, if your pulse becomes to be really rapid, or if you get that cool, moist skin and that, you know, you almost feel like you're going to pass out, that means you're on the way or you might even be experiencing heat exhaustion. Now, heat stroke can be fatal. So here are the signs. If you have hot, dry skin, but you're not sweating, if you have an inability to swallow, if you feel like you're losing consciousness, if you feel disoriented or confused, if you're agitated or you get um, a high fever. So again, uh, 911 is the number to call. As we were talking about last week, you call 988 if you are having a mental uh, breakdown or you're getting, you know, you're having signs of or thoughts of suicide and you need 
someone on the other line, both 911 and 988 are 24-7, so don't hesitate to use it. Okay, so we do not want to um, give ourselves heat stroke or heat exhaustion. So again, carry your bottle of water around with you, drink all the time, and if you find that you're not drinking enough, uh, set an alarm on your cell phone or whatever kind of timer you have so that you're getting appropriate um, hydration and stay away from caffeinated beverages and alcoholic beverages on warm days. So with that, that concludes our uh, segment one. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be right back. And we are going to go into the garden and we'll talk about shade and what you could plant in your shade garden. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business well, gardens are not made in the shade, says Rudyard Kipling. Well, is that true? Gardens may not be cultivated while we're sitting in the shade, but on a hot summer day, there's nothing better than sipping an ice-cold lemonade while resting in one of my shadowy gardens. 
This is Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and I am broadcasting out of the San Francisco Bay Area. So this year, the world has been experiencing the hottest weather on record. In the United Kingdom, July temperatures were as high as 25 degrees Fahrenheit more than normal. And according to data from the U.S. Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the United States sweltered through 92, 92, 92 of the highest recorded heat waves while worldwide records were broken 188 times during this same time period. That's like amazing to me. So scorching fires are raging throughout Europe as well as the United States as firefighters battle the blazes and populations evacuate minutes ahead of blistering disasters. The influence of global warming is dire as this rapid climate change portends a very hot future. As much as I adore the sunshine, and everyone knows I am a sun girl, it is critical to make room for shade in our landscapes, to shield not only our bodies, but our plants from the scorching weather. And although most colorful plants prefer sunshine, maybe that's why I like sunshine. I think I'm kind of colorful. We still can create a retreat from the rains that will be beautiful and restorative. So... All plants, though, need sunshine to photosynthesize, and most gardens enjoy the sun at certain times of the day and shade at other times of the day. So if you are going to plant a shade garden, it is really important for you to watch when that time is for your garden. Any area that does not get direct sunlight may be considered shade. So when you read a label and it says plant in full shade, This means you must plant in an area that gets less than three hours of direct sunlight with only filtered sun the rest of the day. Now, if that label reads plant in partial shade, you need to find a spot where there is more shade than sun. And if you plant a specimen that requires full sun, it will absolutely not thrive in the shade. Now, partial shade actually means four to six hours of sunlight. So that's actually quite a bit of sunlight, you know, four to six hours, and that's considered partial shade. Now, most shade-loving plants are what we call understory plants. They grow under the forest or the jungle canopy. And in areas where redwoods uh, provide acidic leaf litter, Ferns are actually the most successful that grow under the canopy. Now, shade-loving plants appreciate rich organic matter, and plants grow more slowly in the shade because the lower amount of light they receive causes photosynthesis to be slower. So the good news is that shade plants usually require less water. Now, trees, as we all know, are the anchors of any shade garden. They can be evergreen or deciduous, and they add beauty and privacy to the landscape with interesting barks, flowers, fruit, and potential vibrant fall foliage while blocking the hot sun and keeping our homes cooler. Now, some of the trees that could be possibilities, depending on the size of your site, could include oak, magnolia, maple, redwood, weeping willow, birch, horse chestnut, pistache, walnut, 
uh, and there's many other species, but these seem to be some of the favorites. So it depends on, of course, again, the size of your site, what your long-term expectations are, what your soil conditions are, what your height conditions are, and watering needs. Just remember that a tree is an investment in the future that may outlive several generations. So before planting any tree, do your homework. And you might want to get some input from your family on what they desire and what they really, you know, what their needs are for a tree. For example, do you have kids? Do your kids want to climb a tree? Do you want to build them a tree house? Those are all so much fun. And I know I enjoyed that as a kid. And my kids enjoyed that as when they were kids. Do you want to hang a hammock? I have two and I absolutely love them and I recommend them. Are you looking for seasonal flowers and fruit? have both of those and that is so incredible to have flowering trees and then to have fruit trees um, and fruit trees actually give you both they flower first and then the fruit uh, appears and like right now in my yard uh, my crepe myrtles are all blooming and they are spectacular now do you want autumn color I think autumn color is something that is really terrific. Now, the crepe myrtle is one of those trees that offer, it doesn't offer fruit, but it does offer something for all four seasons. So it offers really beautiful bark in the, because it goes bare, it's deciduous. It is beautiful bark in the winter and then really pretty green, vibrant leaves in the spring. Uh, then summer, it is full of blooms that last, you know, three months or so. And then the fall, they turn color. So I, and it's not a huge tree. So it's a kind of a nice tree for most gardens. Um, so other things that you might want is you may be seeking a privacy screen. Um, I, and like I said, if you want that year round interest, look for something like a crepe myrtle. Or are you just seeking a tree that accents your home's theme? Like, you know, if you live in the woods, you probably you are going to look, you probably are going to want pines or redwoods. Now, pines are fire hazards, so maybe that's not such a good idea. But um, redwoods, uh, it, when they're older, they're not such a fire hazard. But, you know, if you're rustic, you may want something that's more rustic. If, if you have more an elegant house or a colonial house, you may want birch or something. So just look to see what would accent your home. And then once you have figured out where your established shade area is going to be, it's time to fill it with plants that will not only survive but thrive in dappled light or partial shade or full shade. Now, I have a list of ground covers, shrubs, perennials, herbs, and annuals that will fit the requirements. But as always, I want you to read labels before purchasing to determine uh, exactly what you want for your garden because every uh, garden has different growing conditions. And then also remember, you want to figure out what the size will be at maturity. So you have to be really cautious. So I'm going to read off, uh, There's the list isn't too long, so I'll read off a few of these. Ajuga, Fern, Hellebore, Huchera, Golden Creeping Jenny, uh, Foam Flower, Vinca Minor, Hydrangea, Bleeding Heart, Begonia, Dogwood, Impatience, Astilbe, 
coleus, caladium, bee balm, hosta, primrose, foxglove, aguilia, which is columbine, arum italicum, and, and just remember some of these um, are can, like arum italium or italium arum, either way, whichever way you want to say it. That can be invasive. It's also poisonous. Foxglove is not invasive, but it's poisonous. I will be doing a show on poison and toxic uh, plants. But just, you know, believe that everything is toxic unless you learn something differently. Okay. So uh, azalea, rhododendron, fuchsia, daphne. Oh, that smells so good. Heavenly bamboo, Chinese yew, boxwood, abelia, uh, mock orange, which is a Japanese petasporum, fetinia, tree peony, viburnum, and then a few of the herbs that um, can grow in the shade. And, and what's wonderful about these is that they grow year-round. Are parsley, chives, thyme, lemon balm, and mint. So if you are growing, um, growing these, you can put them in the shade and they will do really well. Now, lawns, growing a lawn in the shade is really tricky. So if you want a lawn and it's in the shade, um, you're going to have to do a fine fescue grass because that will sprout in the shade. And make sure if you are installing a lawn or even a small lawn or any piece of grass that if the seed mixture or if you're just buying turf that you get, it has to state for shade because if it's not stating for shade, it, it, won't, um, it won't thrive, it won't work. And finally, once you have designed your shade shelter, then make sure to install a bench, a swing, a hammock, or a chair, or maybe, you know, if, if you have a nice little area, you can put um, a table, you know, a small table or uh, like a cafe table and chairs where you can take a breather to cool off during a sweltering afternoon or recuperate after you've been digging deeply. Or, you know, maybe you just want to go out um, with a friend and have some iced tea and just have a nice, you know, a, a, a nice talk or whatever. Just remember to drink plenty of water, hydrate your plants, and admire your horticultural accomplishments. Because sometimes gardens are made in the shade. And in my garden, my garden is, I have a very large landscape because I live on a mini farm, which I love. And I have lots of lots of animals. But I've, and, and I really do love sunshine. So I have a lot of sun areas where I can have tons of flowering plants, which I've talked about many times on the show, the different uh, flowering plants. And, uh, but I also have several, a few hundred trees. And I have created what I call garden rooms. So little areas that are in the shade. Well, I will have a swing that's under uh, a magnolia by the pond so I can watch the deer go by and it's a really cool place or underneath the deck I when I um, redid my deck I recycled all the redwood and I made a retaining wall and then kind of a bench with all the recycled wood planted some ferns behind it and I can sit in I call it my the the tangled jungle 
because there's wisteria growing down there and it really looks like a jungle, but it's very shady and uh, really comfortable to sit down there. And again, can look at the hillside, watch the wild turkeys, listen to the birds. Oh, and I just found a new app for my phone. I really need to tell you about this because this is really a cool app. It's free and it's called Merlin Bird ID. So if you're, I just looked it up on, um, on the app store. Um, I have an iPhone. Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, Bird ID. It's free. And it is uh, made by a university. And I'm, I don't remember which university. But you can, um, once you download it, you can install one of two packs. Or maybe in your area, depending where you're calling, you know, where you're downloading it from, um, you might have another one. But I had my choice of the West Coast, a pack of, of different birds that would be California, Oregon, and Washington. Or I could download U.S., Canada, Continental, which would include all the species in the regional pack for the entire continental United States. So what you do once you have it uh, downloaded is uh, it, when you hear a bird song, you put, tap on the app and you go, you be very quiet. It's best if you sit down, listen to the bird song, and um, you can press record. A recording comes up. And as soon as it identifies the bird, it comes up and it'll tell you what it is. And then they have recordings of that same that other people have taken. Um, and it's just fantastic. So yesterday I was doing it because there was just this chatter going on. And um, I mean, I was pretty sure of what they were, but I wanted to double check. And they were, it was finches that were singing. And they, they were just beautiful. They just, it was just nonstop finches. And uh, they're actually called a yellow goldfinch. And that's what was singing in my garden. So uh, see about uh, downloading it because I think you will. I, it's really fun to identify the different birds. And I'm learning to identify a lot more since I have downloaded this, uh, this app. And I hope you will do so too. But again, consider um, uh, creating... Areas of shade, especially during this crazy summer, and even if you don't plant anything right now, if you have a tree or you have a canopy or you have an umbrella where you can um, get into some cool and, again, drink lots of water because we have to stay hydrated, you're going to be so much happier. And then while you're sitting there, you see you can sit and listen to the birds, and that's uh, what I have been doing. Well, when we come back from break, we'll have a business bite, and then we're going to be um, talking about relationships and keeping valuable relationships valuable and how you can do that. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back soon, so don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
Gaining control of your life by setting goals is at the center of most leadership and time management systems. Stephen Covey, who is the best-selling author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, suggested to empower yourself and accomplish your goals, you may, must ask yourself a few questions. What do I want to accomplish? What contribution do I want to make to the project? Why do I want to do it? What's my motive? And how am I going to do it? Once you answer these what, why, and how questions, you can create the context for setting weekly and long-range goals. You want to start small. You want to find balance by first setting short-term goals that you are sure to accomplish and then gradually adding to your list because goal setting is a lifelong strategy for success. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, B-R-I-A-N.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, this is a power party because uh, we're going to talk about clients who actually don't use your services anymore. And if you've had that happen to you, you might have a long-term client and that person leaves. Um, you know, it, it hurts on a personal basis because unless they tell you why they're leaving, that's something that you're always wondering. You're like, oh my gosh, why is this person ghosting me? Um, sometimes without warning, they don't return your calls, they don't return your emails. And the bottom line is they've moved on. They don't want your services anymore. I know with me, I'm a really um, loyal person. And I, as long as someone is treating me properly, even if there's little glitches, because, you know, it's only human to have little glitches, I still hang in there with uh, that person. Um, and my, you know, just I think communication is key. But a lot of people don't want to communicate. And a lot of people just, you know, they decide something went wrong and they're, they're just going to leave you and then they ghost you. 
And it's not fun when you have a client relationship that ends, but it happens. And so what can you do as a person who loses a client? And of course, you're going to say, why do clients leave? But before you answer that question, you have to understand the reason that clients change their minds about doing business with you. Sometimes the product or the service isn't in the budget anymore. You know, they might have crunched the numbers and there's just no room. And especially in the last couple of years, this has really happened a lot for people. And that's a pretty common reason. And it's a very common in the first quarter of the year, evidently, when uh, people are kind of reevaluating, they're writing their business goals or they're creating a household budget and they're looking at their books. The next uh, thing is sometimes the, the people just don't need your product or service um, anymore or, or they just don't find that it's valuable. They kind of have figured out that they're not getting a, a return on their investment. You know, that ROI that people are always looking at from doing business with you. So that's another reason. Another reason could be it's just they've moved on. It's possible they reached a point in their their lives that um, they just don't need your product or service. Or this is an awful one. When that happens, maybe they don't trust you anymore. Maybe you made a mistake um, and you, you know, or maybe you didn't tell them about a promotion or maybe you created a promotion and you didn't, you, you know, excluded a long-term client. I always hate those promotions that say first-time clients all, only. My idea is you should give a promotion to your long-term clients. Give something to the first-time client, but also extend it to your long-term clients because you want to build a relationship. And having that solid relationship in the first place is very important. And, of course, the final one is your competition has taken them away. If one of your competitors might have offered a better deal, a better price, better service, better marketing, um, maybe your client took notice and they just jumped ship. So whatever happened, what can you do about it? And that is the thing that we all have to think about is what can you do about it? You know, um, again, I want to just reiterate communication. And if you are that person that is jumping ship or ghosting somebody, you know, I just find it really rude to ghost somebody. Be honest. I think the most important thing is to get out there and talk. Say something is not working. Can we fix it? Um, if, they, if it can't be fixed, then by all means, you know, move on. But give people a chance. So here's what you could do to take, take control of the situation. If a client leaves, you might feel rather powerless. But remember that you have control over several things. It's up to you to build your trust with clients. So if you make a mistake, fix it. Um, when you, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. It is, it is, you know, it's kind of normal. And then when you make a mistake, maybe offer some kind of compensation, maybe offer a free gift or a free service or something, but definitely apologize. And then make sure that whatever you're doing, you are competitive in price and in customer service. Be really great with customer service. 
because that will prevent somebody from going to a competitor. Even if your price is a little bit higher, if you really care about your customer or your client, very often they will stick with you. Now, you should always track the reasons for client departures, if at all possible. So it's really good to ask them why they left because maybe you're doing something that is harmful and it might be driving clients away from your business. And that way, you gives you an opportunity to correct them. Now, again, if you are in the medical profession or a profession that has to take insurance, uh, very often clients, or I guess that you would be called patients, not so much clients, they have to leave because their a service provider isn't covering the insurance anymore. And so whatever insurance they have, it's not covering you as a medical uh, provider. And that's really painful because I know several physicians and dentists and other people who, um, who have to take insurance who have had patients for years, 20 years, 30 years. And then one day their insurance says, oh, we're not going to cover that provider anymore. Or, you know, they lose their insurance or their job changes and they don't have insurance anymore. And it's so painful to them because, um, you know, medical procedures are expensive. And if you don't have insurance or your insurance doesn't cover whatever that provider is, you're going to have to change. And it's hard on everybody. But whatever you do, make sure to talk to them about it. I do know uh, some medical prof uh, providers that have offered discounts to people who have lost insurance or lost their jobs. So, you know, speak up, communicate. Now, when, um, when a client does depart and you as the business owner or the service provider, if you can make it as amicable as possible, that's going to be in your favor. If your product or service isn't in your client's budget anymore, or they're no longer in need of your product or service, you can't do much to prevent that from happening, right? However, when the clients leave, you can still do everything you can to make that departure friendly and amicable. You don't want to burn any bridges. I mean, you want to tell them that you understand the reasons that they have to leave and ask them, is there anything that you could do to keep their business? And then let them know that they're always welcome to come back. Leave that door open and prepare to welcome them if their situation changes. And let them know that, you know, if anything changes, you're always welcome here. And then respect their decision to leave. Don't make it hard for them to leave. Don't, you know, don't punish them or make them feel bad. If they have a contract with you, follow the terms that were laid out in the contract. And a split where mutual respect is involved will make them more willing to return if they need your product or your service again. And even if a client leaves, it's still worth fostering a relationship with them. And sometimes, like, if you have, if you are, um, if you are a a landlord and you have a renter who just can't afford the lease, they're in the lease, 
And, you know, if it's possible for you to get somebody else to take that, I mean, that rental, it would be best to let them go on the lease as opposed to making them stay or telling them that, you know, they have to pay out the, the remainder. If you can release it, maybe you'll be able to release it even for more money. So look at all the options because you don't want to have any bad publicity. Even if a client leaves, it's worth fostering a relationship with them because one day they might need your services again. They might come back. And even if they don't come back, they could be a great referral service and they could tell other people how terrific you are that you, they don't need you at the moment, but they would recommend you and any, you know, for whatever. So that's really important. So just remember that a client's departure is rarely the end of a relationship. Sometimes it could be the beginning of a relationship. So keep those doors open. It's always, um, it's always more important to keep doors open than to close a door. So uh, there's the last thing that I wanted to um, talk about, as we only have a couple a few minutes left is a getting ready for fall bulb season. There are so many bulbs that are planted in the fall. Now it depends what area that you're in. Uh, some parts of the East Coast and the Northeast will start planting, you know, as early as um, October. Um, California, we don't plant bulbs until the end of November and I keep planting them actually through December and January but you really want to get started now in thinking about what you're going to plant what things that you might want and if you're the kind of person that orders bulbs from a um, from a catalog you're going to want to get your bulb order in soon the month of August is the time to do it because most bulbs are going to ship out sometime in, in September. So what are some of the bulbs that you may want to think about getting? Uh, it, again, everything depends on your garden. But bulbs represent a long-term investment in garden beauty and satisfaction. So you want to, uh, you know, you want to find the bulbs that will give you the most enjoyment and because they, unless you're going to dig them up, they just continue to delight year after year after year. And that's what I love about bulbs. I call them the surprises because I plant them and then I forget about them. And then um, when winter is, you know, kind of ending, sometimes between February and March, I start seeing all these bulbs pop popping up. And it's just so exciting because I haven't planted anything. So a few of the ones that you might want to think of getting are allium. Allium thrives in almost any location. It can be semi-shade, full sun. It likes cool, rich, well-drained soil. And um, that is, allium is in the onion family. Now, amaryllis, you've probably seen these spectacular flowers that grow like two inches in diameter. Um, they're so beautiful. Um, and what they really need is they need good drainage and they have to be planted six to eight weeks before blooms are desired. 
and you put a third of the bulb protruding above the soil and you put it in a good potting mix. So amaryllis is, um, are, is, is a species, it's not a hybrid and its blooming time can vary and it comes in many different colors. So you have to decide what colors you want, but check it out. Anemones, these are flowers that are born in early summer on sturdy 18 inch stems. And they're very hardy uh, south of Washington, D.C. Further north, you have to protect them with winter mulch. Um, and they need to be soaked in water overnight before planting. So that's something that, um, that you're going to have to think about. Now, those are the florist anemone. There's also something called hardy anemone. And these bulbs, um, they also need to be soaked overnight in water. And you can plant them on their sides. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Crocus. Now, they are spring flowering. And some of those are the earliest flowering bulbs that come up. So uh, they come in uh, mostly in blues, but you can get some other colors as well. And you can also force them if you plant them in a prepared garden medium. Freesia. I love freesia, and they're very, very fragrant. You can also force uh, freesias to bloom and flower during the winter months. So you want to uh, get some of those. Um, gladiolus. I love gladiolus. They bloom in the summer. And so I plant, you can plant them anytime, but mine are blooming right now. Hyacinth. Hyacinth is another very uh, fragrant plant. You can plant it in early fall outside to permit some good root growth before winter. And you can also um, grow them in a glass. If you fill a glass with water and add a few pieces of charcoal to keep the water sweet, and then the base of each bulb should be carefully cleaned of all root matter. And then um, just put the bulb a little bit above the water and keep the bulbs in a dark, cool place until the top grows about two or three inches of stem and the roots are growing freely. And then they'll gradually bring them into the light and they will flower. And then you can add water to them. Other bulbs are iris and lilies. I'm crazy about lilies. Lilies of all kind are fantastic. Muscari, that is a great, great bulb that will naturalize in drifts and it really creates a beautiful, um, it looks like, you know, a grape hyacinths. They're like little grapes, purple. Narcissus, everybody knows those. Those are daffodils, and you want to plant those. And ranunculus, ranunculus is a tuberous root. It resembles like tiny clusters of petrified bananas. <laughs> They're really small, but um, very colorful in all kinds of different colors. And then tulips. They're best planted from mid-October until just before the ground freezes. However, you do have to, if you're not in a cold region, you do have to uh, keep them in the refrigerator for about six weeks. So you'd want to get them in September so you can put them in the refrigerator for six weeks before you're going to plant them. So those are just a few of the bulbs that are on the list that you should uh, look into getting any time uh, now. And uh, you can, they'll be at the garden centers probably in September. But if you're going to order from any garden catalog, some of them are ordering directly from Holland, then you want to put your order in now. Well, that's our show for today. And I thank you for being with me here. 
on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Every Wednesday, we're live coming to you from the Voice America Network. We're live 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And you can keep, um, keep enriching your life and making your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, or if you're interested in any of my books, and pretty soon my children's picture book will be out, I'm hoping by October, visit CynthiaBryan.com. If you'd like to get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, go to BeTheStarYouArt.org. And um, also you can see a lot of book reviews that our teens have done at BTSYA.org. So it's still summer for a couple of weeks, and you may want to get another book. So check out the reviews. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. But cherish the past. Look to the future, but celebrate today. Because there is only this moment in your life. And I always like to at least read one book a week. So I hope you'll choose one of my books. Go to CynthiaBryan.com and check uh, click on the Star Style store. And make sure to tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself. It broadcasts on the Voice America Network, on the Empowerment Channel as well, every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific. So until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And be here with me on Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for joining me. Ciao for now. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Be the star you are.